Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Official first one of 2014. This is when shit gets real, folks. Like, this shit is getting real. 2014. Yeah. What up? <laughs> and goddammit, we're the administrator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just we were just talking about. I went to change um, the name of a drive on my computer, and it says you have to be admit. There's only one account on this computer. <laughs> I know, right? You have one account, and it's like, it's like you need to be the administrator. What the fuck? Rack City, have... bitch. Rack City, bitch. Rack City, motherfucker. <laughs> if you haven't figured out that I'm an administrator by now, computer, <laughs> we have an issue. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I see. Ah, uh, Windows 8 in all its glory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, real quickly, uh, well, quickly, um, uh, one of the things that we've always liked covering on on the show and even on the website has been uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con news. And this year has been really quiet because I don't know what the fuck is taking them so long, but people that registered last year for 2014's Comic-Con still have not been able to get tickets yet. And normally this happens like right around Thanksgiving into Christmas. This year we're in 2014 and they still haven't done so. But uh, late last week um, I posted um, some information on the website, so I'm just going to go ahead and read you the info right now. So over the last two days, information has been pouring um, out about the upcoming pre-registration for 2014 San Diego Comic-Con. Now keep in mind this is pre-registration, which means that this is purchasing tickets for people who were able to attend the event in 2013. Open registration will happen at a later time. Well, on Thursday, CCI announced a new pricing scheme for the upcoming event. Last year, they offered a four-day pass, which included preview night for a bit more money. While taking away the discount for the extra night of the event in 2014, CCI has taken away the four-day badge entirely. 
Adults will have to pay 45 bucks per day for a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday ticket, and $30 for a Sunday. Now, if you want to attend preview night, that will cost you an additional 35 bucks. So this year, the entire event will run you 200 bucks. Now, if you wish to attend, the, then that's if you wish to attend the entire event, including preview night. Uh, junior, military, and seniors will get in for 16 bucks for preview night, 23 bucks for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, each. Not. $23 for all three days because <laughs> I know there's some of you dumbasses that are like, what, 23 bucks for three days? Fuck yeah. No. Take all my money. <laughs> uh, as well as getting your Sunday pass for 15 bucks. But you can go to the – if you go to the lazygeeks.com, lazy you can um, click on the link there to the pricing scheme. And on the two-con two con blog, they um, organizers explain why they removed the four-day pass. So quote, unquote, quote. The decision to move from the four-day pass, uh, four-day badge option to a single-day badge option was to give attendees more flexibility when purchasing. Since we no longer offer a discount for the purchasing of all four days, the four-day option was repetitive and often lead to people purchasing a four-day pass badge despite not needing to attend every day. We hope this change will allow attendees to purchase only the days that they truly need and maximize the number of people who can get a badge to attend Comic-Con. Well, we all know that will not happen, but, you know, eh, at least they're trying. Uh, now, if you want to attend all four days, including preview night, all you have to do is check the preview box during your badge registration session, and all four days will automatically be checked. While you are paying for preview night, you cannot purchase tickets for that night without buying all four days. So you can't say, well, I want to go Friday, Saturday, and preview night. Nope, got to still do all four. Uh, you will be able to purchase badges for up to three people, including yourself. One of the issues I have with this is that the site um, – will the site work when the deluge of people flood the entire site to purchase passes? And they still haven't announced a date for the pre-registration, so I can only imagine it will be coming soon. In the last couple of years, it's been hard for CCI to create a way to make it fair for everyone to come to the event. While the event used to cost $125 just two years ago, you can, um, all I can say is that it, it will never seem fair to everyone because for the people that didn't get tickets will always complain. My big concern, though, is how smoothly will the process be? Maybe it could be a good thing that they delay the purchasing of the tickets. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because you know every year somebody's like, oh, it wasn't fair. Because, you know, they make it for everybody else. It's like, just because you didn't get tickets is the reason why yeah. it doesn't seem fair. I mean... And honestly, the only reason somebody doesn't get all-day passes is they can't afford it. Right. So... And, I mean, and to be honest, you know, if, for people that go to Comic-Con, usually Friday, Saturday are the biggest days anyway. You know, um, I mean, though, like, if you haven't been there before, like, you know, like Adam and um, when you and I went that one year, we went the entire... The entire day except preview night, and um, it was a lot to do. It was still a lot to do, but you know, if you're only going there for just the big stuff, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and those days will sell out fast. So, uh, <laughs> something that made news for about 24, maybe 36 hours was uh, Michael Bay on the opening night of the Consumer Electronics Show this year, and um, and uh, Sent and uh, Las Vegas. Apparently, not quick on thinking on his feet. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> it was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that didn't that didn't see it, you can actually go to lazygeeks.com. I think I posted a video of Michael Bay's like um um ad lib no 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 and run out. Um, he was actually part of the Samsung panel. He come out and he was supposed to talk about Samsung and their TVs, and then um, or the technology, and then introduce a clip for the new Transformers movie. Well, apparently there was some type of uh, technical uh, kerfluffle where the teleprompter <laughs> decided, fuck you, I'm taking the day off. And uh, Michael Bay could not like just think on his feet to save his life. He couldn't hang. He just couldn't hang. <laughs> and uh, like uh, I, I saw it like the first night and I, I posted something on that. And then uh, – Adam had heard about it, but he hadn't seen it, so he just saw it before the show. And uh, it's pretty funny because this guy is known for like picking on actors and and things like that. And it's kind of funny because I hate to be the next actor that works with him and tells him, "Come on, you got to think faster." Why you didn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to think on your feet. Why you don't know how to do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, how was C- <laughs> CES last year? Yo, fuck how you, C- man. How CES asshole? <laughs> Like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Megan Fox was right. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, uh, Megan Fox was right. You are an asshole. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, my God. It was pretty funny. It was funny, too, because I haven't really... I don't... I, I keep up on a very specific section of news. So a lot of times I don't know what the hell's going on. So I saw it there, and I was like, ah, shit, I haven't even watched that video, because I could give a fuck if he fails on stage. <laughs> so I watched it real quick, and it was funny. It, it was very funny. Uh, I, felt kind of, I felt kind of bad for him, too. Like, it just... What was funny, just, yeah. it was funny was is that he, he, he made that almost like that almost concerted effort, like, no, I'm going to stick with this. And then it was kind of like, fuck it, YOLO, I'm out. <laughs> Deuces, bitch. <laughs> He left that other dude on the stage like a bitch. He's standing like, uh, okay. You almost want, you almost expected to hear it. Rack City, bitch. Rack City, bitch. As yeah. he's walking off. As he throws deuces up. <laughs> no, freaking, um. Try to dress a Lambo. The sad thing is you could tell that not only was he supposed to play like a trailer, the new Transformers movie, which I don't think many people care anyway. Um. But he obviously was there to promote the television <laughs> in the back. So, because the guy, the Samsung guy, thinks like, well, how do you think the Samsung Curve TV design is going to affect your cinema? And that's when he was like, nah, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you're not telling me what to say, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, but if Samsung made this motherfucking teleprompter, I could tell you. <laughs> you know what? This teleprompter was made by Apple, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Drops mic. <laughs> oh shit! I would have been fucking rolling. That would have been awesome. Uh, but speaking of failing, <laughs> oh, so my uh, a hard drive, a hard drive in my computer failed. So it's funny too because I, I tell people this, I'm like, didn't you just build that computer? <laughs> I said, yeah, but I'm cheap. So <laughs> the hard drives in there were pretty not new, but the uh, I have my OS on 
a solid state. So the computer was still functional. Just everything I had installed other than the OS was like not there anymore. Like, fuck. So I had another drive in my closet. Put that in. Yeah. Put that in and all that. And then um, I'm good to go. But it was freaking... I was tripping out, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Because the OS was tripping, dude. Because I have... So I have... I have the computer... Or I have the OS in the solid state. So all temp files for the OS I had set to go to the other drive. Mm. Because it's just... It's better. It's not reading and writing on the solid state all the time. So <laughs> the OS didn't like that it didn't know where to put the temp files. <laughs> Things were just going so slow, like when I was on the internet and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the computer's like, uh, fuck. Yeah, and it was so <laughs> funny because I put the new drive in. I formatted it, and I named it the same thing. And instantly, I saw the temp files just go boop, boop, boop. <laughs> back up with the drive. And the OS just made them. <laughs> it was like, wow. Jesus. So, it was kind of funny. But uh, everything, you know, crisis averted, really. It wasn't too big of a deal. Right. Um, and then, oh, and then, I don't know, like, so I, I decided I'm going to make a concerned effort and and really try a uh, a MOBA so like Dota 2, League of Legends, Heroes and Netherworth, those kind of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I think I'll play D- Dota 2. I like Valve. You know, I, I most of my games are on Steam, and you can get the the uh, crazy Gladys chick from the Portal games to <laughs> <laughs> to do the to do the commentation to the uh, the uh, commentations. What the commentary? Um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> of the matches. But then all my like a couple of my friends are like, no man, we play in League of Legends. We play in that we bout that life. Like fucking freaked out on me. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know, like, because I'm not gonna play both. I refuse because they're they're too similar to play both games. You know, so I'm like I'm sitting here going, Fuck and I'm at work and I'm like, I don't know what fucking game to play. Dota two or, or League of Legends. I'm fucking pissed off about this shit. A buddy of mine is in the back going, First world problems. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, fuck you, this is real life. <laughs> I don't care if a small little town in Africa can't get water. I don't know what to play. <laughs> I don't know which mobile to play. The struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> I live that struggle every day. <laughs> fuck you if you don't know how to read. I don't know what to play. <laughs> It ain't my fault you were born. Nah. <laughs> oh. See, then it gets then it gets a little too rude. Yeah. Right, too brute. Am I saying that right? <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> oh man. All right. I think it's time we. Oh, before we before we actually head into the news. Um, if you guys, I don't know if any of you guys had heard about this movie. It's 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 a small movie. Adam just <laughs> heard about it when I told him about it today. Uh, a new Joaquin Phoenix movie called Her. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's 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 a modern day love story, if you will. Um, it's a guy who falls in love with his OS, his operating system. Um, it's directed by, it's written and directed by Spike Jones. Uh, it's beginning a lot of like 
praise like Sundance and all of that stuff, like all the the film festivals are are digging it and, and critics like it. And I actually have to say that the movie was fucking amazing. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. This this movie reminds you why he's such a good actor, why he deserves to be making movies. Um, because at first you're gonna look at it and and I, when I mentioned it to one of my coworkers, she was like, "The movie seems like it would be good, but it's just gonna lead you to fucking feel depressed at the end." And it kind of does. I wrote a, I have a review posting on well, as the time of this recording, posting on Monday, but um, for those of you hearing posting today um, on the Lazy Geeks uh, that uh, it does, but it, it leaves you with some hope. Like it's some really solid acting, really good story. Um, and before they make that leap into that whole like love thing, you're you're in it. You're you're you totally bought it and you're totally in it. Plus the voice of the OS is Scarlett Johansson. I mean, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty much it right then and there. Um, but it's a really cool movie. If you haven't checked it out, check out the trailer. Um, it's really good. Uh, the we're bringing back our installment of the Cinephile podcast, and um, I'll be talking more about that on that podcast coming out. I think Thursday. So uh, be looking out for that one and Anchorman too. So I finally saw Anchorman 2 the other day, and uh, that shit was funny. I saw um, Turbo recently, so. <laughs> Turbo. Oh, my God. With that's the kids? It. With the that's kids, or was it. that just that's for you? Fast. Um, I watched half of it with the kids. They fell asleep, and then I'm like, I'm too far in to get up. <laughs> I, I need to watch this movie now. Wow! And, you know, it was it was a cute little you know kids movie. It's some funny moments in it and all that bullshit. It had a was it Ryan Reynolds did the voice for the main Turbo? Oh, yeah, that was one of the other movies that didn't do well for Ryan Reynolds. Did not have a good year this year. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, but it had uh, Samuel L. Jackson as the voice of one snail, and it, it had a lot of big names in it. To be honest with you, but um. <laughs> it's so ridiculous how he becomes Turbo. So he's like, he's a snail, obviously. And if you don't know anything about snails, they're rather slow. So he he wants to go fast. He watched racing videos and shit. And, you know, it's it's an animated movie, so they all talk and they have a society and shit. Um, and a tomato thing. And uh, oh, by the way, spoilers. And if it bothers you, go fuck yourself. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's fucking Turbo. You know. Um, so he, he does, he keeps fucking up because he's not getting with the program. You know, they, they're just supposed to be chilling and, and collecting tomatoes and eating them. That's it. Nothing else. He's always trying to do special shit. So fuck some shit up and everyone's mad at him. So he bails. Typical story for animated right. things. The hero <laughs> leaves. So, um, he, he got caught up looking at something and he fell and he ended up falling onto, like, a, a car that was street racing another car. And he was enjoying it because he's going fast. That's all he wants to do is go fast. And he accidentally rolls into the engine. And he's in the engine. And then they hit the NOS. And the <laughs> NOS hits him. And then it zooms into him, like, and you see his, like, red blood cells floating there. And then, and then they all turn blue at NOS, and they just go, and they all speed up. Wow. But the real, real fucking crazy thing was, I thought I would just give him speed. That's what I thought. No. He has blinkers. He can get radio stations. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the scientific community really might have a problem with this movie. 
Yeah, but it was it was a you know a little cutesy movie about follow your dreams and if you're a fucking mutant, I guess I don't I don't know, but um, the kids enjoyed it. But they've watched. I got an advanced copy of Frozen. Been watching that. Um, you know, I keep it real around this motherfucking house, <laughs> bitches. Oh man, I have The Wolverine and a few other movies. I haven't seen them. Yeah, you gotta check out the Wolverine because we we gotta talk about that one. The next the next movie I have on my list to watch is The Heat. Mm. Because... I didn't I, actually I didn't care too much for that one. Really? Because everyone I talked to says that movie was funnier than shit. Same here, but I didn't really I don't know if I didn't see it or maybe it was a, maybe I was in a particular mood. I just saw Fast and Furious Six. Um, Fast and Furious is they're cool movies, but I never really think the acting is that great. <laughs> No, they're not. They're just they're fun escapism movies, and like for this one here, they really flew the blew the shark. Uh, yeah, that was the one. They didn't they jump over the shark. They blew the shark. They were like, chasing the plane at the end or something. Yeah, the way the trailer showed it and the way it actually did in the movie was actually a little more like okay, you can kind of buy it now. But I mean, the whole the the whole thing that made me laugh. It was the one point that made me completely laugh was um uh spoilers fuck you um is that they're trying to stop this tank on a on a highway and uh, uh what's her name rodriguez i don't remember her name lita anyway or lena whatever her name is on the movie she's on top of the tank she's supposed to try to kill vin diesel and vin diesel's in the car and he sees what's going to happen that this tank's going to end up flipping so what happens is, is he starts getting out of the car at a high rate of speed, going straight, of course, because, you know, you, when you're climbing out of the car, the car alignment is so perfect that it's still going to go straight. Of course. The tank hits what it's supposed to hit, flips, and then sends her up, and the freeway, the, the way the highway is divided, in the middle, it's like, a, you know, one million foot drop. So obviously she would die if she were to fall in there. Sends her up, like, onto that. Vin Diesel jumps from the car. Yeah. Catches Peace her. Mode. <laughs> catches her. They go back onto the other side on the other side of the highway, crashing into the windshield of a car. I literally started laughing. Like, oh, Beast Mode was in full effect, dude. Yeah. I mean it was just like suddenly it was just like Riddick <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but see, Riddick can be over the top. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like that. But so this, the Fast and the Furious movies, like, are just so funny to me. Uh, was, like, they're good. They're good movies, but they're, not that's a serious film, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going in there going, oh, the movie was so stupid, you missed the point. Yeah, it's <laughs> you supposed. Should, to be. <laughs> you shouldn't be watching those movies. You're supposed to see all the little cars running around and shit. Yeah, and then but, of course uh, they have the little race scene where all the chicks in the skimpy outfits are in there, and mm-hmm. and that's what you really are there for. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite. Part. I think out of all the um, Fast and the Furious movies, my favorite skimpy outfit girl scene was from Tokyo Drift, which inherently is the worst of the movies. Right. But when they go in there and it's all, oh, hey, Tokyo. It's just fucking all these like Japanese girls. Dance. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Suddenly you're, you're like, uh, 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 greatest movie of the year. <laughs> Why didn't this win an Oscar? <laughs> Why didn't this win an Academy Award? They don't even make any sense. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Best booty on shaking on film. <laughs> Goes to that bitch in Fast and Furious. 
They don't even say her name. They just say that. <laughs> Get up here, girl. At the bottom of the screen, it says, that bitch. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right. All right. Now I guess it's time to get into some news. <laughs> so in uh, television news this week, one of the biggest things that happened to Doctor Who in recent years has been the um, adoption of split seasons, which began with series six and continued through seven. Showrunner yeah. Stephen Moffat had claimed that he had liked the idea of the cliffhanger episode that the U.S. shows have in regards to season finales and was quoted as saying that he wanted some moments like that. Well, when you're dealing with Doctor Who, even the two attempts that Moffat found for both seasons they had um they didn't amount to much in the way of a cliffhanger i mean sure there was the revelation of river song as amy and rory's daughter and then the break between amy and rory's run and the start of clara's run uh doctor who magazine is reporting that fans won't have to worry about that this time around or even the next one according to the magazine quote we're not going to do splits in Series 8, and the same format will repeat it exactly the following year like that. So it'll be the traditional form, Moffat said. So that means that we'll have 13 episodes over 13 weeks. So I'm happy for that, and I've always hated the breakup of the seasons. Just when you get into the season, you have to wait a few months to catch the end of it. And if they did more episodes per season, then I would understand it. But since they don't, I would rather catch the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, I, I don't, eh. I don't like the split season thing. No, I mean because this, it's only thirteen episodes, so that means like you're gonna get six, and then you're gonna have to wait a couple of months. Well, I think the problem with me specifically is really the only thing I watch on television is Doctor Who. I don't really watch TV, so I'm not used to having to wait. <laughs> like so, like the six episode goes, and I'm like, oh, really? I have to fucking wait months. It's only been six episodes. I'm used to going. Oh, I think I'll, I think I'll check out Game of Thrones, and I watch the whole fucking first season right. in a weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, uh, I don't like it at all. No. <laughs> well, <Just> no. <laughs> well, now you don't have to. Beast mode. Rat city bitch. Rat city bitch. <laughs> he has a Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we were referencing um, a YouTube video, which is music in real life or songs in real life. It's, we should post it, that on the Lazy Geeks Facebook page. We're going to post it, and you guys need to watch it because this shit is so funny, dude. There's four of them, but the fourth one's the best. <laughs> yeah, and when you see the two dudes at the beach uh, that get into the Lambo, that just picture Adam and me. That's, oh, pretty, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Especially the Rack City, bitch. Rack City. Rack City, bitch. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a magical moment, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving it spoke along. To me. <laughs> it didn't speak to you. Shut up. I'm moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, about a television show, but also about a toy. So I'm merging, you know, mm-hmm. merging genres here. So The Simpsons is the longest-running animated sitcom in existence. Is with, it? It is. With its first episode airing on December 17th, 1989. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, I knew it was 1989, but I couldn't remember the day. The source of all human knowledge. Yes. <laughs> While popularity has cooled a bit since then, the show has been a powerhouse not only on television, but in other markets such as toys and video games. A fucking Bar vs. Space Mutants for NES was the joint, dude. That, that, movie, <laughs> that game was the shit, dude. Um with all this said, it's amazing to me that it's taken this long for the series to get its own Lego set. Um, Lego announced... I hate that I have to capitalize all the letters in Lego. It bothers me. 
<laughs> There's like no reason for it. That's just how they spell it. Like, it's stupid. They're all illiterate. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lego, Lego announced last Wednesday that they had struck a partnership with 20th Century Fox to create a Lego construction set feature featuring the Simpsons characters. Fox has also decided to celebrate this new deal by airing a special Lego episode of The Simpsons in May of this year, depicting a transformed Simpsons universe completely made out of Lego blocks. That sounds cooler than the Lego set. Like, I'll, I'll tune in to check that out. So, Cody McQuotestein, <laughs> we are thrilled to collaborate with Fox during the 25th anniversary year of The Simpsons, said Jill Wilfert, VP of Licensing and Entertainment at the Lego Group. We know our fans will love the challenge of building the Simpsons family home in great detail and the ability to collect quintessential characters in Lego minifigure form. We'll let them showcase their love of the show in a whole new way. We are also excited that, that the Simpsons will be creating in Lego form, created in Lego form, truly bringing the partnership to life. And, and this last bit that I'm going to read is the reason why I don't share my love of Legos with my children today. The Lego Simpsons building set will be available February 1st for $199. Wow, yeah. With the single minifigures out in May for $3.99 each. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's Legos are so expensive. It's so super expensive. Um, but yeah, the, if you want to check it out, the pictures are on lazygeeks.com. Just search Simpsons. Um, the, uh, there's one picture where it shows the family. They all look like really depressed. Yeah. If you have to spend that much on Legos, they're just like, uh, uh, <laughs> and also when are they going to upgrade the TV on the Simpsons? Why are they still got fucking bunny ears, <laughs> busted TV? <laughs> that shit ain't even working. Yeah, they should have flat screen, you know, uh, 50 inch. Come on, Homer, throw some money in, dude. <laughs> dude, um, a booge. You remember, they're, they're, I've watched like older episodes a lot. It's something I didn't notice when I was younger, but there's some episodes where their living room looks different. Like it, It's like a different angle. Hmm. And then the, the they have like a bay window on the left of the couch with the chair that Grandpa used to sit in. It wasn't the... Like, uh, against the wall couch. The couch was, like, by itself. I don't know. Like, I was noticing that. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? The fuck? <laughs> All right. Well, going into gaming news. The fuck? <laughs> As a gamer, you have to wonder what goes through the minds of some of these companies. However, when you deal with companies like Ubisoft, you have to know that they have something in mind behind any decision they make. Ubisoft recently announced a Far Cry compilation in Europe and the United States. Well, for some reason, the original Far Cry will be in the European version of the game, but not in the North American version. Not only that, it seems that they will that it will be a P PlayStation 3 exclusive. So don't hold your breath for an Xbox 360 or PC version of the game stateside. Quote, as far as I know, the PS3 exclusivity will be permanent, a Ubisoft spokesperson told CVG. What is odd is that the company confirmed that all three platforms in the EU will get the compilation. So the, the EU version of the compilation will contain the classic Far Cry, as well as Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, and Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. No reason was given for the omission, but it seems very odd that they will leave out the original, given that it is designed to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the series. 
Ubisoft confirmed that the U- U.S. version of the compilation, minus the original game, is priced at $39.99 and will be available on February 11th, while the full compilation will hit the EU market on Valentine's Day, but no price was given. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah, I mean, are, it sounds like they're going to do something like different for the original one. But why? Like, why can't you, like, make an HD version? Do like what they did with Kingdom Hearts, you know? It's it's just lame. They're, they're honestly, I, I don't <laughs> it's so stupid to, we're going to have a compilation of all the games except for the first one. No. Right. That's like, it, that's like buying the Batman series without the original Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman movie. It's like, like you fail now. Yeah, it's like, wait, you mean I got to start with Batman Returns? Where did... <laughs> where where was he? Where's where did he start? <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> well, you have the Dark Knight Begins, so shut up. <laughs> or Batman Begins, so shut the fuck up. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a short article. This is something we're going to talk about a little bit because it's uh, pretty exciting stuff, at least for me. Um, <laughs> If you haven't heard already, Sony has revealed their new game streaming service, simply titled PlayStation Now. It works just like it sounds, with Sony streaming PS, PS3 and PS4 games over Sony gaming devices at first, with other Sony products like televisions in the works later on. Let me clarify, too. I put PS4, but I'm fairly sure that PS4 is farther off. Like the, they're, they're more streaming PS3 games right now, so don't get too excited. Um, oh, this man, also gives... I mean, I put this erection down now? Yeah. This also paves the way for cross-platform gaming with PS4 players able to play PS3 games against PS3 players. So, cross-platform, but within the Sony sphere. (laughs) Um, Sony recently showed their new service off at this year's CES um, by streaming the hit title The Last of Us, which is their their go-to game. I know, right? Um... A PS3 game to the PS Vita, which is dope. Um, Engadget was there recently and took some great, uh, great footage explaining the whole process. And I put the video uh, in the in the story on thelazygeeks.com. Um, <laughs> it's obvious that Sony's uh, acquisition of Gaikai is being put to work here with this new streaming service. It's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. So. Streaming PS3 games to the Vita is fucking cool. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but it's like, oh, I have a Vita. Oh, the Vita's game library is, um, it's okay. I'm like, oh, no, it's actually fucking dope because I can get all the PS3 games on this bitch. Rack City. (laughs) Um, you know, so basically what, um, they're gonna basically allow everyone that has a Sony type of product to um, what is to, to basically play on any kind of Sony device is that basically yeah, so what basically like right now it's just the gaming devices but they're they're looking in the future to having this like um, the Sony TVs will come with the capability of being able to stream the games to the television directly um, and honestly it's not that big of a deal because being that it's streaming the only thing that that your tv needs to do is an internet connection because right. all the graphic stuff is happening it's at the server that the game is on so you're just seeing an interactive video 
Um, there's a, there's probably a delay, but it's like nanoseconds if your internet's fine. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I find that kind of interesting. Um, and they're talking about streaming it to phones, but I think that's where it's kind of fall short. Like, oh, yeah, because the processes on phones are not necessarily not even that. It's just like touch controls for fucking a PS3 game. No thanks. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass on that. Well, I, I I thought I saw a story, and I could be wrong or I could be right. Um, Ooh. That said something about all anything that plays a Sony game would be required to have a DualShock controller or something like that. But if they're doing and with that being said, makes sense when you deal with like the TV and stuff like that. But what doesn't is a phone or a device or something like that, like even yeah, a tablet. Yeah, I think, I think I think that was overstepping a little bit. I mean, Sony does have the uh, the tablets like Sony tablets and you can download games on them and stuff. Mm. They've been tinkering with that and you can hook because the PlayStation controls are just Bluetooth. Right. So you can hook them to a tablet and a phone. Essentially mm. a tablet makes a little bit more sense. A phone that's kind of dumb because your controller is bigger than your fucking phone. Right. Like that's stupid, but it's, there will be someone who will do it just to be that guy. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Playing the last of us on my phone. <laughs> Sup? You know, exactly. It's like a, um, but you can play it on your PS3. No, I won't play it on the phone because I'm different. I don't want to be different. like everyone else. Yep, I'm different. You know, like, no. Rack no. City, bitch. Rack City. <laughs> Where are you from, it, Rack City? Well, that's how we do it. You know? I, yeah, so that, I mean, that's. it. It's funny because it does seem like that Sony now is trying to um, finally kind of bring all their different um, products and give them one source to say like, yeah, if you buy a Sony TV or a Sony laptop or a Sony product, you have access to the PlayStation now. And, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, you have a TV and a PlayStation 3 and all of this stuff. Kind of like what, um, what is that? Um, <coughs> from uh, uh, Microsoft's Glass. Mm-hmm. You know, where they have everything like that, and same thing with, like, you know, um, uh, well, yeah, just basically Microsoft, where they wanted the, just everything to carry Microsoft. So it kind of seems like the same thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, they're all doing it. Samsung's been doing that, too. Um, Sony's been doing it. Samsung's just using Android as their platform. So Sony, really. Um, but it's they're all trying to have that like when you buy into us, you can get all of our shit, right? And it will all work together. It's synergy, baby. <laughs> you know, um, or Apple, hopefully it'll work together. <laughs> yeah, Apple was the one that really first got it to work. Yeah, um, but they they're more like I mean, yeah, all your devices will stream your content, but we're talking big boy stuff now. Like we're talking about like. Oh, I have a game on my PS3 that I can play on my Vita, on my PS4, on my television without the PS3. Like that's that's big boy shit. Like yeah. now we're starting to get like, what the fuck is going on? But this is baby steps too, towards not even needing a console. Yeah. Now that's years off. I still think we're gonna have at least two more console generations before we even they even start fathoming doing that. You know, but it's um it's gonna be interesting because because you have to think too. Is that internet speeds <laughs> yeah. are great everywhere? So a console makes sense, right? Know? Right. But 
Or you could just buy a gaming PC like a fucking beast. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. All right. Well, moving on into comic book news. As a comic book reader, one of the things you could always rely on was a new Star Wars comic would be coming out from Dark Horse. Well, it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. On Friday, it was announced that Marvel is going to be publishing any new comics and graphic novels starting in 2015. Uh, This shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, especially since Disney bought Lucasfilm and owns Marvel. Well, with the new batch of movies heading to theaters starting in 2015, it only made sense that they would bring the comic books back into the fold. Uh, Who knows? We could see a batch of Marvel and Star Wars crossovers happening. Like like we said in the beginning, you know, like uh, what we said before the podcast is like, yeah, you see Captain America going up against uh, Darth Vader. No reason whatsoever but it would just happen and, and you would you would see them do that and iron man comes out and takes vader out <laughs> doesn't even make any sense really. <laughs> who cares <laughs> thor and yoda going at it you know shit like that yeah um uh founder of uh of dark horse michael richardson released a statement on friday uh, all things come to pass, so too do all license, license deals. I'm sad to report that Disney, the new owner of Lucasfilms, has notified us that Dark Horse, um, at Dark Horse of their intentions to move the Star Wars publishing license to another of their recent acquisitions, Marvel Comics, beginning in 2015. This will end a partnership that has lasted for more than two decades. For those of you, um, for those who are new to the industry, Dark Horse revolutionized the treatment of comics based on films after an approach of movie properties poorly handled with little regard for execution and continuity. Dark Horse took a new approach, carefully choosing licenses and approached them with an excitement and creative energy. Our goal was to create sequels and prequels to the films we loved, paying careful attention to quality and detail, essentially treating those films as though they were our own. Star Wars has been the crown jewel of this approach. We began chasing the title as far back as 1989 with the launch of Tom Velch and Cam Kennedy's Dark Empire. I remember that comment. I remember that that whole storyline. That was actually pretty cool. I'm not ashamed to admit that we were Star Wars geeks and we have been determined to spare neither effort nor expense in the pursuit of excellence. Um, Before you start lashing out at Marvel, you need to understand that Marvel had been the primary publisher of the comic from 1977 until 1986. And in 1991, the Dark Horse began the first comic with Dark Empire. Um, If... If you notice the dates that Marvel published the comics, it was during the time of the original trilogy. I think many fans would be okay with them missing the prequels, but it's fun to see you know everything come back around again. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of happy with it because it almost seems like okay, it's in house. It'll be you know it'll all be under one roof, and and you know we could that that'll be cool. And yeah, you know who knows we may see a crossover. For no apparent reason whatsoever. Yeah, uh, there might be some funny ones. Oh yeah, but those two universes don't make any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the same thing as like Star Trek and Star Wars crossovers. It's like what would be. Like... But even those, you can. I mean, at least they're both in space. Yeah, hey, so... Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So. Did you see that first picture of Guardians of the Galaxy of them all standing in a lineup? Oh, yeah. 
Dude, that looks so dope. I know. I looked at that out of like going, and I'm aroused. The chick, the chick though. Oh, Zoe Saldana. She looked like she was gonna whoop someone's ass because her character, if if I remember correctly, is like really like vicious. Oh yeah. It's whooping everybody's ass. But I I never got into Guardians of Galaxy when I was a kid. So I'm watching this with virgin eyes. (laughs) Okay, so I stole this article from uh, Steve because that's how I roll. Yeah. So, um, back in the day. Marvel's Ultimate Universe used to be sort of cool. <laughs> I can already see where this is going. <laughs> uh, it allowed them to play with characters from their 616 universe and change things up a bit, make them a bit darker and more current than their original counterparts. However, in the last few years, they have started to change things a bit and made these comics focus more on younger characters. Like the Ultimate X-Men, like the Ultimate X-Men killed off many of their old mainstays and brought in a slew of young characters, which would indicate that this line is designed for the younger crowd. Well, it seems that they are moving this full forward after their their event. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. <laughs> <laughs> the, story, the story which has a dimensionally displaced Galactus rampaging through their New York. It's, it seems that once everything is said and done, a new series of comics will come out. Primarily, the all-new Avengers will be focused on Miles Morales, Kitty Pride, uh, Bombshell, Cloak and Dagger, and Black Widow. That's weird. Um, all-new Ultimates, written by Michael Fiffy, uh, with artwork by Amaclair Pina. Why not? Uh, <laughs> quote, follows the adventures of the group of young heroes as they attempt to manage living in a world that was nearly devoured. Once again, we're destroying... Living in a world. <laughs> in a world. Do you know that guy's dead, dude? Oh, I didn't know that. He died a few years back. Oh, man. Um, once again, we're destroying something and building something new, and there's an, an end game in sight. Editor-in-chief Axel Alonso told the Associated Press. We created the line to take chances. Dead is dead. The long and short of it is is this. The ultimate universe benefits from a good old kick in the butt. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez will continue their collaboration with Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, quote again, you can look at this as kind of his bar mitzvah of sorts, and now he has to take the reins of Spider-Man under the new world he finds himself in. Bendis told the AP of the character's post-Galactus reality. Uh, His entire life as a human being has changed. They are not moving forward with an X-Men title just... What? They are not moving forward with an X-Men title this year, Um, but they seem to be running back to an old favorite. Ultimate FF will focus on Tony Stark. What? (laughs) Um, Sue Storm and a few more of the Ultimate Universe's brilliant minds. It's a team of geniuses, four of the smartest people in the Ultimate Universe, he said. And we're missing one, and that one happens to be a psychopath. I'm I'm assuming that one they're referring to the evil Reed Richards. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was an evil Reed Richards. Yeah, he's the whole reason why there's because they had the original Fantastic or the original Ultimates Universe, which started I think in 2000 2001, and at the end of that, they kind of did a reboot of to where the Ultimate Universe is now. And what happens is is that Reed Richards turned evil and 
had another one which was kind of like um, I think it was Apocalypse or something like that, where Evil Reed Richards took on the whole Marvel universe, killed off Professor X, Magneto, um, uh, supposedly Reed Richards, and a lot of the mainstays, and then changed it up, which became the one now, and now they're changing it up again. Reed so. Richards is a dick. I know, right? That's the second time he's gone evil because he, Reed Richards is the reason why all the heroes became zombies in uh, Marvel Zombies. Oh right, right, yeah, huh? Um, that guy's just unstable. Yeah, they, they don't trust him. You know, and they see Tony Stark's the one more problems. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Whatever. If you take anything away from this podcast today, just take this away. Reed Richards is evil. Yeah, Pretty Reed much. Richards is a dick. Yeah. Um, that comic will be written by Joshua. Filkov, um, with artwork by Mario Guevara. So far, <laughs> none of these titles appeal to me. This is Steve talking now. It definitely seems like they are moving these stories to a younger crowd, and by tearing up the planet, it seems that they want to start fresh. I guess it makes some sense. Marvel is doing their whole Marvel now. The Ultimates have to have their own thing too, right? I don't know. It just seems sloppy to me. Like the way they're they're changing it too much. Right to the point that people aren't going to want to read it. Like you're killing p- characters that don't need to be. Ki- you're just killing characters to kill characters, you know. And and you're getting all these young like p fucking list characters. Right. That, I mean, they're still cool characters, but they're they're not. I don't know. I, I just don't think that. I, I don't think it's going to go too far. No, I don't to, think. To be honest. I mean, it it could go far if they're going after the younger crowd because it almost seems like the Ultimates is the the one for the the younger kids to kind of get into it and and see the heroes younger and then the main Marvel universe is for longtime comic fans. It's kind of how I'm seeing them trying to d- divide both of them, but who knows? I mean, I I think most new Marvel fans are probably going to stick with the old six one six. All right. Well, uh. moving into tech news. Uh, when you rebrand something, it usually means that you're in the market to try and introduce something into the mar- into a market that you hope forgot about the product's past. Uh, I guess we have reached that day. Intel has decided that it will rebrand its McAfee so- security software by removing the McAfee name from the product. Intel CEO Brian uh, Krasanich told the audience at this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas on Monday. CNET is reporting that the software will remain unchanged except for changing the name of the McAfee Soft Security to Intel Security. The iconic red McAfee shield will remain for the moment, but some components will be free for iOS and Android devices. Uh, quote, 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 Intel is bringing its award-winning mobile security to every mobile device, phone, tablet, wearables. Uh, Krasinich said during the Intel's keynote. The software was founded in 1987 when McAfee himself left back in 1994, but the software had suffered in recent years, most notably the com- competition from free security software and its Adobe paste entry into the iOS and Android market. Uh, Intel plans to introduce a new Intel device protection app later this year that is designed to help protect people from using personal phones and tablets in work situations. On a personal note, McAfee and Norton both suffered from major security flaws as well as slowing your system to a crawl when you were trying to navigate the Internet. 
Uh, many of the new software out in the market manages to keep you safe but have made the transition to mobile devices. I used McAfee for the free trial back in the early 2000s, and it slowed my system down so bad that I wanted to remove it. When the trial neared its end date, I would uh, it would suddenly say I had viruses on my computer. Uh, but when I use other software, it said it was clean. I haven't gone back to them or Norton since. Good riddance. <laughs> uh, I, I think if we all just use Webroot, the world's a better place. Yeah. <laughs> for you and mm. for me. Um, yeah, that, that dude went fucking batshit crazy. Dude, that dude just... Um, and Intel yeah. decided to pump the fucking brakes, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I mean that dude just went. Uh, yeah, he went. He went like ex psychotic girlfriend crazy. You know, I mean at least that's how I I saw it. Yeah, and the problem is now, and you can't blame Intel for doing this because now anytime you hear the word uh, McAfee, you think of his crazy fucking ass. You don't think about antiviruses or anything like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they definitely need to get away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and um, I think this is a good way of doing it. But one of the things that Adam had brought up before the show, because if you haven't figured it out, we actually discussed the topics at hand before we actually get on the podcast and start going into the show. Um, yeah, you know, ooh, behind the behind the curtain there. Ooh. ooh, yeah, you know. But what we had actually discussed was the fact that neither of us really knew that Intel owned McAfee. Like we knew McAfee didn't wasn't part of it, um, but we didn't know Intel had bar, had had purchased it. So, you know, that was one of the kind of the weird things that that we hadn't um, we couldn't that we didn't know. So it was just kind of like, ooh, they were li- like like were they being a little sly, like you know, not letting everybody know that like that's something you would have figured they would have done to um, you know. Get people back, maybe, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know why Intel's bothering, to be honest. No one likes, I mean, we'll see, McAfee comes with almost every computer. Like, they have, like, deals with most of the manufacturers. If, if Norton doesn't come, it's McAfee. And I see McAfee a lot more than I see Norton. Because I, I do this for a living, folks. Okay. Gonna set up computer <laughs> spot, you know. So I, I see. I have to re- basically. I, I spend a big part of my day removing McAfee from computers and putting <laughs> and putting a real antivirus. They really um, are. Tr- that's really a tough thing to get out to get rid of. You know. Yeah, you have to have special tools. Norton's the same way. You 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 can't just say uninstall. Yeah. Because it will say, yeah, we're not here anymore. But it is. The processes oh, yeah. are still there, and it fucks up your other antivirus. Yeah, it's like the it's like that ex girlfriend that's like, no, no, I I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, she has pictures of you, you know, <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, who's that bitch? Who that bitch? Who that bitch be? Rack City. Rack City. <laughs> bitch. Uh, yeah, Rack City, bitch. Anyway, dude, have you ever seen the music video to Rack City? No. It's it's funny. Like, <laughs> you need to watch it. It's kind of cool. Um, all right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. When the SteamOS beta was first released, I was completely ready to give it a go and review it for the site. I downloaded the OS, was about to move it to a USB stick, when I noticed it only supported NVIDIA graphics cards. I patted my AMD car on the head so it wouldn't get depressed from being left out. 
I was so pissed. I was like, God damn it, I downloaded Ruffle. <laughs> so it seems that won't be an issue anymore with Valve announcing the current beta supports AMD graphics cards now as well. Specifically, AMD's Catalyst graphics card driver version 13.11 9.9 is supported. Um, Which one is that again? <laughs> don't be a smartass. Um, according to the update notes, it may be slow sailing though, with possible bugs like quote tearing and poor overlay performance in game could happen, says Valve's uh, Pierre Loup Graphis. Um, why, why I can say the French name right, I don't know, and who knows if I'm even saying it right. To be honest. No, you're butchering it, but it's yeah, whatever. Weird. I said Pierre, right? So, um, <laughs> keep in mind, SteamOS is very much in a beta stage right now. Issues like this are expected. Um, SteamOS was recently updated to support Intel graphics chipsets as well, so all of those low to mid powered laptops won't be left out in the cold. Um, SteamOS is still currently in development, and while the beta is free to download and install on your machine, keep in mind you may not have the smoothest time running it. So it's um, it's interesting to watch this develop. And I thought it was very smart of Valve. So, like, we're just going to make our own platform. YOLO. You know, just basically, <laughs> fuck all you bitches. So, but essentially, and they're going, oh, this is a big deal for PC gaming. Not really, because essentially they're just making a console OS. Because no one's going to install it on their computer. Right. I have Steam on my computer. You know what I mean? People are going to buy the Steam machines, which are essentially just computers, that have the Steam OS on it, so you now have a console. Yeah. It's a console that plays PC games, but it's a console. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're just making a new console. But it's it's interesting because it's very it's open source. It's very um, the API is very open for anybody to do whatever they want. So it's going to be interesting to see where it develops. I do want to test it out, but I'm kind of like because uh, I know it's going to run like shit. <laughs> yeah. So and you I, who run, you know, you who are used to. You know, doing a lot of different OSs on your computer. Yeah, but I haven't really been lately. I, I've been very content with my computer just working and not having <laughs> to spend all my free time getting shit to work. Well, you don't like when your hard drives crash? Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Definitely, I might do a review maybe later down the pipe when because I have an AMD card and. They just came out with AMD support in the beta. Let's let's let them iron that out first before yeah. it melts my card. You know, so <laughs> well, it's like it's like uh, it's like um, Samsung releasing the S5 in April because I thought about it and I thought, oh well, my S3 will be up for renewal this year, and I thought, oh well, it comes in late August. Oh wait, that's like four or five months down the road. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. you know? All the glitches will be out by then. <clears throat> Yeah. All right. Oh, by the oh, by the way, today is the day, right now, which is Sunday, that um I have the upgrade available for my phone. Oh, yay! And I don't know what phone I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm all over the place, and I'm freaking out about he it. He told me like two months ago, this is what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get that, uh, and we're, everything's gonna be cool. And I'm like, uh huh. We'll see what happens come January. Bingo. I'm going I, – I have decided that I'm going back to Android because there's a lot of little geeky things I want to do with my phone that I can't do with Windows Phone. Windows Phone's still fine, but I just – I'm I, it's not doing what I wanted to do, so it's fine. Um, iPhone's not even <laughs> – might as well not even exist. Um, so like – but I just don't know what – I don't want to just go, oh, obviously I'm getting the S4. 
There's nothing wrong with the S4. My wife has an S4, but it's just I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just going to get the – you might as well get an iPhone if you're going to be like that. Like I want to think it out and get something cool. Someone told me to get the uh, the HTC Max, that 5.9-inch screen phone. It's ridiculous. Like why would I want a phone that fucking big? I want a phone the size of my Kindle. It's like half the size of my dick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. I do want a bigger phone, though. I like the size of the Note, but I'm left-handed, mm. and the stylus on the right side. So I feel like I'd be buying it and not using a big part of it. Right. And I don't need a stylus on my phone. Can <laughs> what do I have, a damn PDA? Christ's yeah. sake. I know, stylus. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. I don't know yet. It's freaking me out. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I I guarantee you, all of you listening, you will. This is not the last time you'll he- you you've heard of this. You'll no, hear this. Like, I can't. I, I it might be my upgrade today, but I can't afford it yet. So. <laughs> all right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the lazy geeks douchebag of the week. So this week's douchebag. Hey, fuck you this week. For <laughs> you know, Adam likes to go ahead and play semantics on this one, but no, because the person themselves in the actual article refers to themselves as DC Comics. So fuck you, it's DC Comics. Let's keep in mind, though, first, okay, speaking of semantics, the person that he's answering is a seventh grader. Who gives a shit? It makes, <laughs> no. There's one administrator. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No! <laughs> freaking out. Uh, all right. So this one, this um, article actually comes from Bleeding Cool, and uh, I'm reading the article. All right. Redditors seem to be particularly good at sharing letters of um, letters of note that either um, that they've either written or received, or perhaps um, come to their families and friends. That's this sample of how DC responds to their fans was particularly salient ex- um, example of the concerns of this parish. First, the letter from Spencer to DC. Dear DC, hello, my name is Spencer, and I'm an avid reader of DC Comics. He used avid, okay? That don't fucking matter. That that already says he's a step above. He's a child. (laughs) I attend blank school in blank, and at the seventh grade level. For a language arts project, our teacher has assigned us to task of sending letters to a company of our choice. I decided to mail you due to my vast love for your movies, TV shows, video games, and most of all, comics. I especially enjoy the stories that include the characters Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and Joker. Uh, he didn't even put the Joker. He put Joker. Yeah, that's kind of disrespectful. Like, yeah. I mean, these kids need to learn some respect. I know, right? They're, they're the is there for a reason. Yeah, because uh, he's the joke. <laughs> exactly. Green Arrow, my, uh, my favorite of the three, all right, this kid already has problems, has a, <laughs> has a current run in the 52, um, in the new 52, and I believe shows Oliver at his best. I love this, the series balance, I love how the series balances Oliver's clever wit and the story's dark themes. The TV show on the CW is a very, is very great, but grittier representation of Green Arrow. I have always been reading the, um, new Forever Evil story arc, which I believe is one of the best comic events in recent comic history. Okay, you're seventh grade. He uh, said uh, bet one of the better yeah. comic events <laughs> in recent comic history. 
which is in recent history is about 200 events <laughs> in his defense because they have an event like every fucking week. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm very excited to see how and uh, when and how the Justice League returns. Now, I have a few questions concerning DC's future plans as a as a company. First off, how is DC planning to adapt the world where most uh, where most reading material is going digital? Secondly, how does DC plan to compete against Marvel movies when Marvel seemingly dominates the live-action superhero movie industry? And how does it feel to celebrate 75 years of Superman? Lastly, which DC comic book character is your favorite? Um, I guess assuming that DC Comics is a person, not an entity. Uh, thank you for the, taking the time to read my letter, which really means a lot. I would greatly appreciate a quick response uh, with answers to my questions, hopefully within <laughs> with either a free comic or merchandise. Way to work yeah. it. Way to work it, kid. Can't knock that hustle. Baby. Hell no, hell no. Uh, thanks again. I love your comics. Sincerely, Spencer. Now we sit here and made jokes about the what he was doing, but you know what? You know that's it was very. I thought very concise, very good, well put together letter. Um, now comes the fail. DC's response. Uh, hey Spencer, thank you for writing to us. Glad like that you like an array. Um, glad you like an array of our comics, man. I hope you caught the DC for, uh, December DC's the December fourth episode of the Arrow TV show, which guessed none other than Barry Allen. If all goes well, look to see a Flash TV show next fall. Keep reading. Uh, a world of digital, you ask? Well, DC has been the leader of digital for some time now. Our digital comics are handled from our West Coast office, but if you go to our website at dccomics.com, you will be able to see and get connected on how to download. Now, before we continue, let's... that's the only part of this letter that's factual, because DC is the one that fully embraced um, digital comics. Now, this... I, I agree with you. The rest of this letter is utter bullshit, but this part makes sense. I just want to say it. Yeah. No, and, and the, the thing is, is that, and this part two kind of doesn't answer what the kid asked, like, how are you going to handle digital? Like, how's DC Hannah? He's just kind of explaining. It does. We already handling it. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, here's the one with the Marvel movies. How do we compete, you ask? <laughs> well, Marvel may have many movies that come out in one year, and the reason for that is they have many different distributors that make it possible for them to do so. DC Comics is one distributor who is Warner Brothers, has one distributor who is Warner Brothers. And, well, we don't like to toot our own horn, actually. Well, actually, we do. Our movies are far exceed all of Marvel's in sales. Let me read that part again. I think our, they heard you. Our, our movies by far exceed all the Marvels in sales. <laughs> uh, lastly, I'm going to get to the last two, but I like the response of the of the writer who wrote this article. Um, and then we'll jump in with our little tidbits there. The celebration of the 75th anniversary of Superman. Wow, can you believe it? We have um, had many different celebrations honoring him throughout the world, and here's hoping to another 75 um, for our Man of Steel. We cannot say we actually have a favorite superhero. We have we are DC Comics, like um, we like all of, we like them all. How can we not? They have they all have their own distinct qualities, 
and that's what makes them our favorites. Yeah. Okay. This uh, is a standard. It's just yeah. It's a standard. Yeah. It's copy and paste on that one there. Um, all our best to you, Spencer, in the school year. Uh, thanks again, the DC Comics team. Mind you, he didn't say anything about here's a comic or here's something cool for you. So DC fails at that part. That's probably uh, why this this letter is now on the internet. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because God forbid you don't give someone free shit. I know. Right. Come on, man. The seventh grader. Come on. Yeah. He's going to bat for you. All right. Well, here's the response to the letter. Now, I don't know if the DC uh, Comics team were deliberately misreading Spencer's comments on Marvel movies or not, but let's suppose for a moment a world where Fox and Sony weren't releasing anything and just the Marvel Marvel Studios pictures were making it to the screen. That's still a world where Marvel seemingly dominate, isn't it? Comparing... The Dark Knight in 08, Rises in 12, Man of Steel in 13, to Iron Man in 08, through Thor, The Dark World in 13, makes a pretty clear case that Marvel is uh, Marvel are not only making more movies, they are making more money, and arguably, their films are better. That DC, res- uh, the DC response that our movies by far exceed all the Marvels in sales falls down as soon as you acknowledge that the avengers is the highest grossing superhero movie of all time maybe i should write them a letter myself and try to get some clarification something has obviously gotten a little confused here and it's only fair to give them the right to reply after making these gentle allegations i'll let you know how it comes across so the reason i say this is i picked this as a douchebag and and adam agrees with me in this particular area is the whole claim that they made far more money now adam did bring up a point yeah they made more movies when you're talking about the 80s the superman films the early batman movies granted but at the same time even in the space of time between iron man and now we have thor uh the dark world so much money you know, it's like how how do you how well, does... the cost of tickets though? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but it's like how do you... and like like they say something like <clears throat> like you know he's like maybe somebody didn't quite understand it like yeah they do have different distributors but they have only two more which is Sony who only makes Spider Man and X Men movies. Uh, this is the situation, though. Is at the end, it says thanks uh, to Mark for spotting this letter on Reddit. So how how sure are we that this letter oh is my actually God, here we go. Here we an go. actual thing? <laughs> I think everyone just likes to no. I'm just kidding. I mean, if I don't know, the, the, whoever wrote this letter is a fucking tool. <laughs> because I've heard turn who just got yeah. High. I've heard I've heard people who represent DC in interviews, praise Marvel, you know, and say they're doing very well for themselves movie-wise. They'll never give them comic book, but they'll, they'll say movie-wise they're doing very good. Um, so whoever wrote this either <laughs> doesn't really work for DC and <laughs> doesn't know anything or was just trying to give a little kid fucking bloated information. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Because you know you're going to have that kid that's going to look at that and he's going to say, well, DC said you're going to have that one dude in the background go, really? 
then how is it that the Avengers made this much money, and then you had the money from Captain America and all the other ones, and then the sequel, the two sequels to Iron Man? He's gonna break it down. He's gonna go to the chalkboard and, and write and that down. that poor kid in the Batman shirt <laughs> is gonna be all fucking misty eyed. <laughs> like, <Exactly. what>? Fuck <laughs> you, Red City like, bitch, Red <laughs> City bitch. I just like DC Comics. Why does this have to be such a war? <laughs> Look, we Don't all we know. All hate Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> and that changes everything. Exactly. We all know. <laughs> it just slow claps. <laughs> we all know that that Marvel is. Um, and I'm joking around when I'm going fuck you and all of it. Uh, we all know that Marvel is dominating in um, in movies. DC has its areas that it, it does well into. I think DC does much better in the animated realm. Yeah. Um, animated films from DC are. Nine times out of ten, fucking phenomenal. Like, I'll sit and watch those multiple times. Um, I, I personally, now, when we get into comics, that's more of an opinion. Because we don't really know the specific numbers. Like, but we, I think that DC has a, currently, has a much more solid, um, I'm not going to go into stories and stuff that's all subjective, but a more solid framework right now to build on, uh, story-wise. I think, I think Marvel right now is going through some kind of transition, and they're, they're much like what DC was before the new 52. Very kind of disorganized. Like if you stay with Marvel though, before fucking Steve kills me, with with Marvel, if you stay in the 616 universe, you're okay. If you stay in the Ultimates universe, well I don't know now, but you're okay. If you stay, it, that's fine. But if you if you look at Marvel as a whole, there's so many universes going on that to a new reader, it's confusing. And that's oh, yeah. that's one thing that DC was trying to get away from when they did the new Fifty Two. And now you, I mean, you can look at DC; they're all pretty much on the same <laughs> fucking issue. Oh yeah, you know, and they all blend together, and it's just much easier to to get into. I mean, for for an avid comic book reader, though, that these problems are not a problem. No, I figured out. I've always agreed. Yeah, no, I. Uh, if you really look at both companies, both companies are kind of doing a a, a, a switch over. Like what Marvel has done from the release of Iron Man and made the shared universe right from the get-go with the um, desire to make the Avengers. They went ahead with the plan. Then you have DC who kind of was like, well... He's doing it more old school. Yeah. singular movies. They, They were doing it with singular movies and then realizing, oh shit, the Avengers actually did well. Let's try and do it their way, which is you know trying to bring more people into one particular movie as opposed to what Marvel does, um, you know. And and to be honest, I see where Warner Brothers and and DC kind of want to do that as opposed to doing what what um, Marvel did with singular movies because we did up until that point we never had a Iron Man movie, a Thor movie, Captain America movie, you know. Um, uh, we we never had uh, and a and a and a decent Hulk movie. We didn't have those, so people ran out to see that. For DC, well, we already have the Nolan Batman, so we can't do another singular Batman movie. And then they're not sure about how well a Wonder Woman movie would do, or a Flash movie, or anything like that. So yeah, they're going to kind of share it on the heels. Well, Superman was a success. If we bring these characters to Superman, it could make it a little bit bigger. Um, but then at the same time, DC did. A complete reboot of their comic universe, and Marvel has been slowly trying to 
do the same thing and make it more cohesive and kind of pare everything down. So yeah. both companies did something um, kind of kind of dangerous, you know. Oh, if you definitely. Look, you know, and and the other companies saw how it works, so now they're trying to emulate one another in in those it's, areas. It's, and it's funny that you put it that way because it's very interesting to watch. It is. You had you had the one company that did the movies first, and the other company that did it to the comics first, and now both of them are like, okay, we have to. Yeah. Now we have to go backwards and do what they did to ours. It's it's really and do it in a way that doesn't look like we're just strictly copying. Which honestly, I wouldn't even care. I don't if think any copied. I don't think like, anybody do would it. care. The formula think... is fine, you know. But I think I think I I honestly think, and I hope this isn't the fanboy in me making this decision. But Can I just tell you? Yeah, it is. Go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I, I think that um, the way that they're doing this next Superman Batman movie. I think this is DC's DC's way of doing what Marvel did, but they're doing it in a way that's different enough. Right. to satisfy the whole we're not co- when you know they're they're not copy they're not copying, but they're trying to do what Marvel did. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Um so I think but that all depends on how this movie does. I do not give a flying fuck if everybody's upset about who is acting in what role. Because right. you never know if that's gonna work until you see it. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't I don't care about any of that. But if, if these movies do if this movie does well, that's that jumping point. Yeah. That that's the point where everything's gonna fucking change. Because yeah. then you're gonna start getting more Batman movies again. And you're going to get um, just Superman movies and Wonder Woman movies. And then there's going to be more heroes coming up. And then they'll have their little jumping. But that's all they needed yeah. was a cohesive jumping point. And honestly, I think they wanted – at first, I think they wanted the Batman movies to be it. But Nolan was very strict about, I just want to do a trilogy. All right. You can't really argue with fucking Nolan. Yeah, right. Fine. Yeah. You do what you want to do. I do think – there were a few people in that damn boardroom that wanted Green Lantern to be the jumping point, but they fucked that one. Oh, yeah. So, because that would have been a cool jumping point if they did it right. If they did it right, yeah, it would have been a cool jumping point. The problem that they, they ran into was the fact that they were – they – I don't think they knew how to do it. Like they went in with it as like, oh, we'll make it as big of a spectacle as anything and you know all the – and especially when I read the, the reports of them throwing in like so many more millions of dollars into the special effects, it made me worry that it yeah, was going to be – they were leaning too much on special effects. Yeah. And especially with a comic, comic book-based movie, it's story. It's yeah. going to be story that's going to carry it. Yeah. The visuals are important, but – Comic book fans are not going to care about the visuals as much as they're going to care about the story. Exactly. And it's um, – I think like – because if you watch Green Lantern – and honestly, I can watch Green Lantern and enjoy the movie. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's okay. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a horrible film. But it's um, – the problem with it is, is you can see what they were trying to do. There's a huge spectacle in the city buildings like kind of like superman where things were just falling over and stuff's all fucked up that would have been if the movie was successful i wouldn't have been surprised if we saw a batman a batman movie going with green lantern saying well you caused a lot of fucking attention with what happened you know and now everybody's coming together i i wouldn't have been surprised if that's what they were gonna do but yeah oh well (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it does make yeah. sense. Yeah, but it does make sense with like with Man of Steel and then bringing Batman in because they were basically the core, you know. Yeah. And then and then Wonder Woman, you know, the core of the Justice League. So it makes a little more sense. And it's cool, like kind of it's kind of cool because it's the fanboy and it's the fanboy in me too that's excited to know the Superman and Batman in the same film. 
you know, that's just going to be cool for me. Yeah, just that alone is going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've seen plenty of animated films like that. But right. it's just, I think it's going to be really cool. If, but, if, um, if, um, if Ben Affleck could play Bruce Wayne and in the costume he's Batman, but you have the video game Batman or the, the Batman animated um, series oh, North. North playing the voice in, yeah. the, in the costume – You'd have geeks skeeting all over the screen. I always like, I always like that fucking meme. I see it all the time, where it shows a picture of Christian Bale in the bat suit, and it says "Best Batman Ever," and then it will show a picture of North, and it says um, "Sit Down Kid" or something stupid like that. <laughs> you know? um, greatest Batman voice of all time, hands down, <laughs> hands down. Yes, you know, absolutely. The uh, I, I think it's gonna be interesting with the new movie too, because I think. With the addition of Wonder Woman, and now they're talking about she might be a Kryptonian now. Oh no, they they if, they debunked that. Did they de- did they debunk? Yeah, good because that was kind of fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, they I think they're gonna play it because it's really the only way they can because they do this in the comic book all the time. Is that I I think Batman and Superman are not gonna be friends at first in yeah. this movie, and Wonder Woman's gonna be kind of the collective reason that they are both together. Yeah. Because if you've if you've read and this was recent, too. Um, I forget what line it was, but lately, when they do an origin story of Wonder Woman, when she arrives here, like in, in not I don't want to say Earth, because she's from Earth, but I mean, like, modern world. She's not in her little fucking island. Um, she's She causes a lot of fucking mischief, because she's a princess. Right. And she's hot. So dude, dudes are usually there's that scene in the comic book where dudes like, hey, baby, and tries to fucking get on her and she fucking throws him about right. 15 blocks. You know, so I think that I think it's going to be a situation like that. I really do. Where where Batman comes to see and Superman comes to see and then they bump heads. Like, the fuck, bitch. You know, Rack yeah. City, bitch. Rack <laughs> they start breaking. And I, I think it's going to be breaking, too, to yeah. be honest. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Breaking through steel boogaloo. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, yeah, that turned into a kind of an expanded edition of this week's podcast. I, I personally, when you put DC Comics, I knew it was going to go. Bag, there needs to be some clarification as to why that's there. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Marvel's next week. I don't care if they don't do anything or not. Marvel's the douchebag of the week. Why? Because they didn't do anything. Because <laughs> they bitches. <laughs> All right, well, that seems to be it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.